Welcome to the Sunrise Podcast with Dr. M.M. Amakaro. We hope you enjoy it. Chronicles chapter 19. I read from verse 1. He said, Then Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, returned safely to his house in Jerusalem. And Jehu, the son of Hananiah, the seer, went out to meet him and said to King Jehoshaphat, Should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Therefore the wrath of the Lord is upon you. Nevertheless, Good things are found in you, in that you have removed the wooden images from the land and have prepared your heart to seek God. Amen. We are still looking at Psalm 1. Say, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, does not stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But this man who delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on the law. And this man is different from the wicked, who is like the chaff that the wind blows away. And we had considered, and if we are still considering, why that psalm is a gateway to other psalms that is calling us to access our relationships, our alliances, whether it is marriage, whether it is business enterprises whether it is friendship, partnership of any sort, that there are some who are very scornful of the counsel of God. There are some who block anything that has to do with honor of God. There are some who deride the truth, who are so sarcastic, and they strip off bit by bit your faith before you know it. They ridicule your actions in honor of God. And such people... The Bible says once you locate yourself in their midst and you start off any enterprise, you know, in partnership or alliance, that there is always a rake somewhere in the future. That that blessedness, which means favor, favored is that man, happy is that man, that in such a strange, troublesome alliances, peace is always lost somewhere. Happiness is always denied somewhere and favor is lost. So yesterday we looked at the life of Jehoshaphat, a very clear case study. His alliances with a certain prophet called Ahab, a very wicked prophet who didn't make any any cloak over his ridicule of the prophets of God. Who, in fact, he said, I hate, he hated the true prophet and he pronounced I hated the true prophet. How his manipulation and his influence over a good king almost led to the death of that good king. And that in fact, he himself, Ahab died in spite of his manipulation. So today, where we just read is where Jehoshaphat returns from this war. God helped him and diverted the arrows that were directed at him. As he returned, we read here that a certain seer was waiting for him. And see what the seer says to Jehoshaphat the king as he returned safely to his house in Jerusalem. This Jehu said to him, asked him a pointed question and said, should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? 
Should you help the wicked? In other words, this man is accessing Jehoshaphat's alliance with a troubling, wicked king, going against the counsel of God. So he's asking him, is that what you're supposed to have done? Is that the alliance you're supposed to have entered? You know that this man is obviously wicked. His deeds are wicked. He's obviously coming against God and you ally with him to help him to do evil. Because he's sitting in the seat of the scornful and taking ungodly counsel. Is that definitely that ungodly counsel is going to lead us into the way of wickedness. It's going to lead us away from God. Because God, that counsel is independent of God. God is not in that vicinity. So that is what that is about. And if we read further, we see how Jehoshaphat came back, was so full of repentance, now started con- continue to do good, continue to ensure the worship of God, continue to set up righteous judges to judge the land, continue to take heed to God. So you see, he would have been tempted. But this same Jehoshaphat, at some point again, so you see, we are saying this, so that we always guide ourselves. Because this thing can be very subtle and we don't know. It can just be seeping in and we don't know. This same Jehoshaphat, having been delivered, having been saved and getting back to his land and then having been pointedly questioned for him to evaluate and he evaluated it and saw that, no, he should return to the part of godly counsel. Now we see again in that same chapter 20, if you read, flip over to chapter 20, we read from verse, um, what verse is this, 35. See, after this, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, allied himself with Ahaziah, king of Israel, who acted very wickedly. <laughs> you see another alliance? This Ahaziah is the son of Ahab. And I forgot to say yesterday that Jehoshaphat's son was married to the daughter of Ahab. That alliance was a marriage alliance. And he continued from there into, oh, my people are your people. We are together. Let's do, let's continue to do businesses together, to go to war together. Now, God rebuked him in that one. God spared him. But we see him again here. The Bible says that after the Jehoshaphat king of Judah allied himself with Ahaziah, another king of Israel, who acted wickedly, and he allied himself with him to make ships to go to Tarshish, and they made the ships in Asian Gaba. So now it is, it is shipbuilding business. It is shipbuilding business. It is serious enterprise. They come together. They raise money together. They are building ships together and they have successfully built the ships and then now they want to set sail. They want to enter into gold buying, gold merchandising. So what happened here? And the Bible continues to say, and he allied himself with him to make ships to go to Tashish and they made the ships in Asian Geba. But Eliezer, the son of Dodava, of Marashash prophesied against Jehoshaphat, saying, Because you have allied yourself with Ahaziah, the Lord has destroyed your works. Then the ships were wrecked so that they were not able to go to Tashish. God, can it be more vivid than this? 
Can it be more dramatic than this? God's bed is, you see, this man was a man of God. This is Jehoshaphat. He loved God. He followed in the good footsteps of his father, who followed in the footsteps of his father, who followed in the footsteps of David. He refused to worship Baal. He refused to build altars for Baal. In fact, he set up the administration of the worship of God, appointed righteous. But it is, this is his alliance. This is relationship, troubling relationship with people who are scornful of God, who sit in the council that are scornful of God, who give him ungodly counsel. So his partnerships became his constant source of trouble with God. But we see, he came back from the other one. God spared his life, helped to divert the arrows from him. And that's how God has been serving us. If only God will open our eyes to see his interventions when we make serious human errors, when we enter alliances in businesses with people we should have no business dealings with, when we compromise our faith, when we blind our ears and our eyes to, to scorn for the God that you worship, scorn for prayers that you know your life depends on your prayers to God, scorn for the word of God, that you are meditating on somebody's ridiculing, scorn for the house of God, and then you are entering alliance. So how will you join hands to pray? The ungodly is really not the person who sins and then has that conviction that this is wrong. It's not somebody with a conscience. It's not a perfect person who does not do evil. The ungodly is somebody who is walking independent of God. Who is not even acknowledged. The Bible calls these people fools. Not acknowledging that there's power in God to help you to make profits. Who is altering and going to other means. Who has a plan B. And who wants to bring that his plan B on you. Who is so scornful of your faith. It's not somebody who is respecting your faith. Who knows that there's an almighty God over that, that has reference for God. So we see a clear case here. After God delivered him from that one, he now comes again. He wants to build ships. He wants to start this shipyard enterprise, shipbuilding enterprise. And who did he enter alliance with? The Bible says a very wicked king, the son of that same Ahab. So which means he has forgotten history. You see, I think the lesson here is how we let down our guard and influence, even if it's peer influence, even if it's facts, the fashion of the times, the public talking seeps into us, it will seep into us, seep into us, and everything becomes okay. Oh, no, there's nothing wrong with it after all. But see, God was watching. Immediately we see here, the Bible said a certain prophet approaches him and says to him, because you have allied yourself with Ahaziah, the Lord has destroyed your works. Can you imagine? Because of this partnership, this thing is not going to move. It's destroyed. And the Bible records that when they finished it and they wanted to set sail, in fact, they set sail, the ships were wrecked. We can confirm that in that first king, first Kings 22. He said he set sail and the ships were wrecked. Everything totally torn apart by the storm. 
Why? Because God was watching out for his. So, Father, we just want to worship you. You have brought this thing so vividly to us. You have set it so clear to us. We just want to thank you. We just want to thank you. And so magnifies you. Could not have been clearer. We give you all the praise, Holy Father. We celebrate you, Holy Father. Thank you for bringing this psalm so vivid, clearly, and asking us to access. Don't forget that when he returned from the battle, that he allied himself, entered that alliance, even though God had warned that this thing is going to end in death. And he had foolishly now robed himself as king, while the other one disguised, which means he was the bait. And he foolishly did not know he was the bet. Most of the times when we do this, we become the bet. It is only God that saved him. Because as soon as they saw him, they recognized that that was, that was the king. And all focus was on him to bring him down to attack him. But God saved him. And when he returned, a seer, a prophet, was standing there to tell him, he said, why would you go to help the wicked? Why would you enter an alliance to go to a battle that God was not in that battle? God's hand is not, God has no business in that battle. Why did you go to do that? He repented, arranged himself, and went back to his worship and his praise. And then after a while, he forgot again. The traps of this world, they are so tempting. The business of shipbuilding and the merchandising of gold was so tempting. Partnerships, some partnerships are so tempting. But where the partnership, where the, 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 profits, the, the profits of the business stands against the value of the worship of God. That is where we should consider our location. Consider our location. Consider our, our city, where we are sitting. Consider whether we should go forward or whether we should um, move back. There's a certain place in this Bible where a king will find it and will read it. Fully, I thought I had opened it. Where a king now went to another king of Israel to go and ask them to join forces, to join for, to go and hire them as, as, as as mercenaries to join them in battle and had paid out some money, some silver coins. I think a hundred, a hundred silver, a hundred, a hundred, some, some money, I'll find it. And then the man of God says, what? 25, okay. Second Chronicles 25. Second Chronicles 25. Okay, we find it so we can read it. So Second Chronicles chapter 25. Yes, I will read from verse 9. Then Amaziah said to the man of God, But what shall we do? No, I read, I go, I go back up. Moreover, Amaziah gathered Judah together and set over them captains of thousands and thousands of hundreds, according to their father's houses. 
And then he goes on to say he also hired 100,000 mighty men of valor from Israel. He hired, these are mercenaries, for 100 talents of silver. Yeah, 100 talents. I was looking for that word, talents. 100 talents of silver. But a man of God came to him saying, O king, do not let the army of Israel go with you. For the Lord is not with Israel. That is the factor. The Lord is not with Israel. Do not let the army of Israel go with you. For the Lord is not with Israel, nor with any of the children of Ephraim. But if you go, be gone. Be strong in the army. If so, God shall make you fall. Even so, God shall make you fall before the enemy. For God has power to help or to overthrow. It is about God. God is the factor. So where God is not, then nothing can be. Where God is not, nothing can be. So we find out where God is. So we see this man here. He's gone and he's paid a hundred talents of silver. He's already paid and he has hired. But this man of God appears to him and said, look, God is not with these people. If you go, no matter how strong you're going to be, since God is not there, you're going to fall flat. You're going to be defeated, just like the one Jehoshaphat. So we see another king, Messiah here. But what does this king do? The king now says, says to him, Then Amaziah the king said to the man of God, But what shall we do about the hundred talents which I have given to the troops of Israel? You see, he's saying, I have already invested. Yes, what you're saying is good. I should have thought about it. Now, so what do I do? I've already invested. I've put so much money in it, a hundred talents of silver. And what does the man of God say to him? He said, and the man of God answered, the Lord is able to give you much more than this. Amen. The Lord is able to give you much more than this. So Amaziah discharged the troops that had come to him from Ephraim to go back home. He said, therefore, their anger was greatly aroused against Judah, and they returned home in great anger. But you see, you see where value comes against profits. This is profit. This is your value. This is your faith. This is your worship of God. And God is saying clearly, I'm not in this matter. If you go, you're on your own. So go, even though you go with all the strength, I'm not in this matter. So this man now is evaluating. He said, but I've already paid. Look at what, what this will cost me. And the man of God says, if you drop this in the name of God, if you drop this in honor of God, God is able to give you much more than this. Amen. And we saw in the case of Je Jehoshaphat, where he made, he, he established a, a shipbuilding yard and he made ships and they were selling out for gold merchandising. And God was not there. And the man of God had asked him before, why are you helping the wicked? Why are you in alliance with it? Why are you in this troubling relationship? And he, sit, he still built the ship and he set sail. What happened? God wrecked the ship because he didn't want that alliance. So as covenant children of God, where the coast is clear that God is with us, this is not saying that we cannot enter business relationships with maybe people that are Muslims and you mean you're in, in government and you're in an office. Definitely, you don't own the office. It's federal government office. So you're bound to work with people of all faiths. You're bound to be in a board with people of all faiths. You're bound to respect other people. 
But when God has specifically told you in a relationship, your own business, and you have prayed to him, God can bring strange people to help you. He can bring foreigners to help you. After all, God raised Cyrus, a hidden king, to be the one to open the gates. God blessed him so much that through his blessing, he was the one who released talents of gold and restored all that they stole from the temple in the times of Solomon and released them to go back and build the temple. So there are two different things. God can use anybody. But what is very important here is that let it be God that is choosing the partners for you. Let it be God. And definitely where is a scornful, where somebody has wickedly departed, where somebody's whole goal is to destroy your faith and you go in alliance, where God has told you clearly, I am not in this business. We have seen case studies in the Bible where people have been warned. We have seen case studies in the Bible where it becomes a matter of life and death. And now we are also seeing case studies in this place. That is your choice. Is it your value for God? Or is it about the prophets? Father, we exalt you. So magnifies you. We give you the praise today. We thank you for opening this sun. Help us in our decisions. Help us as we worship. Build your throne in our hearts. Help us to access. Give us a sound mind. Give us an open ear. Cause us to understand. Lead us in the path of righteousness. Deliver us from evil. Lead us not into temptation. This is the prayer that we are praying. Choose for us where we should be. Be exalted, Holy Father. We pray for our leaders. We pray for our family members. Pray for those in difficult decisions. We ask for understanding. We ask for grace. We pray even for our private lives, our relationship. Father, help us to be the influence. Help us to be the influence. Help that our voices become stronger. Let our values and our love for you be the dominant. Be thou exalted, Holy Father. Thank you for teaching us this. Thank you for showing us in the Bible all the persons of God that you dealt with, how you dealt with them. Above all, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your mercy. Be exalted, Holy Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen.